0: Hi, everyone. This is your host, Katie Cash. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of AEC Marketing for Principals. Today, we're digging into a very popular topic, and that is the topic of DEI. So we are talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, and programs that firms are using across design and construction to drive growth and to drive strategic initiatives within the firm. And I think we've all realized, it's been a few years now, DEI topics have been trending across every major industry on a global scale. We are not absent of that. We're seeing it across AEC. I know myself and the other team members here at Smartogees, we've participated in some forums on this topic with industry groups like ACEC and CREW. And so it's very topical and we're starting to see a lot of firms plan initiatives and starting to enact tactics and policies around it. So as I dive into this topic, there's no one better that I know of that could lend a perspective and some advice on it. Then Smarter G's own Donya Edler. Donya, I know this topic is near and dear to your heart. You are, of course, our people person. And so I want to welcome you to today's show. And I want to just get the ball rolling and just ask you out of the gate. Why do you feel DEI is gaining so much momentum? today. I think it's always been part of the discussion, but it really is starting to gain some momentum and catch the headlines out there and certainly grab candidate attention as we try to vie for the next greatest engineer, contractor out there.
1: Thanks Katie. Um glad happy to be here and yes, I love talking about this topic. And and, and you're right, for the last few years, I, I think we've seen more and more companies get on DEI bandwagon, if you would. And of course, some companies have been focused on this for a really long time. But The world is changing. And I think a lot of companies are beginning to realize, especially as they want to um, set up their growth plans, and and they want to grow in terms of um, attracting talent, they want to grow in terms of winning new business, they realize they've got to do something differently. And so the world just looks different. You look at, I was looking at, at a report the other day, and it really caught my eye. And it said in 2019, the majority of youth under the age of, of 18, kids of color. And by 2030, young workers, young workers were mostly going to be people of color throughout this nation. So the the world has changed since the 1980s. And so I I think companies are just wanting to reflect that change within their organizations. And also they realize that they need that representation as they're doing business.
0: For sure. And I think you and I have seen it on the procurement side of things, right? As we help firms with their pursuit strategies and gearing up for presentations, a lot of these owner organizations, whether they're public or private entities seeking design and construction partners, are really mandating that diversity component these days. And so we are seeing it trickle down where it's no longer an option. And so people really do have to have a formal plan around how they're going to address it if they want to continue with the momentum around their growth or retaining their market share
1: yeah absolutely it's 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 all about growth too and just having a, a diverse organization it just gives you better access to your clients so we all know that those major global brands like the the Amazon Apple um, Google and Microsoft um, all of them have put in place really robust, procurement programs that that support purchasing from diverse suppliers so many of our clients in AEC work for those those global organizations so it would behoove them to 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 organize their firms as such so that they're matching and aligning with the goals of their current clients for sure i i shared with you a little bit earlier the theme
0: of this season of the podcast is really about uncovering and navigating gaps that we see within the industry. And when I reflect on this topic of DEI, the biggest gap I often see is just understanding the difference between having a DEI strategy at the corporate level, setting a DEI policy, and then executing DEI tactics. Can you maybe take a few moments and maybe help our audience understand the difference and maybe why you need all three of them to play together?
1: Yeah. And, and there is such confusion around them. I think we all toss those three terms around a lot. And really, when you're talking about DEI, companies have put in place a policy. And in their mind, they, they think, okay, we have we've addressed it with this policy. It's almost like an equal opportunity type of policy. But DEI is much more than that. And then the same with tactics. You have some companies that are, that have some specific actions that they're doing, and they aren't necessarily related to anything else that the company's doing, but these tactics are DEI related and they think, okay, we've got that in place. The difference is DEI is really, it should be treated as a growth strategy, as a, as a strategy. And a strategy is, it's a plan, right? And it helps to guide an organization. It helps to position an organization. And, And oftentimes a Strategy is is super supersedes the policy. It's the most important goal for that company, and it's a way for the company to to maximize an opportunity. One of the first things I always tell our clients is to during that strategic planning phase, draft out that that strategic plan and make sure everybody's aligned with what are the top goals for the company. I guarantee you, when you list those things out, and many t- they're all going to be growth oriented. DEI plays a role in each one of those areas most often. And so that's the first step. It's that overarching strategy for the company. What is it that they want to achieve? And, and then looking at how DEI fits into each one of those things. Policy, on the other hand, are they're not as high level as strategies. Policies are more or less formal rules. It's like a set of, of rules or regulations. And they really help employees, or and not necessarily employees, but it just helps your internal organization make decisions better, standardizes the way you make decisions. And when I think of policies, I often think of hiring policies for employees. I think of policies for how you want your employees to behave and that sort of thing. So you can see, I'm a totally, total type of thing from a strategy. And then tactics are just those actions. They are the things that actually support the strategy. They're like practical tasks that you do to support that overall strategy. So you do need all three. There's a a hierarchy to each one of them. But when you're looking at DEI, start with that strategy.
0: I think the way I think about it is you build the plan, right? You set your strategy, you communicate the plan through your policies, and then you work the plan. Through your tactics that's how i keep it you know nice and clean in mm-hmm. my mind i can remember it that way donya i know you have worked with a number of firms across design and construction really across the country here in the last probably two years maybe three years on these types of initiatives building these programs maybe it's through their subcontractor you know partnerships or whatever it might be but for those firms that are just now trying to get a dei program off the ground or those that maybe they set the strategy, but they're trying to figure out how to move forward. What's the first step they should take? What advice do you have those that are just getting started?
1: It goes back to what we we talked about with that, that growth strategy. That's step number one. And so many companies today that all companies are looking at, how does DEI affect my bottom line? What does DEI have to do with it? Going back to that growth strategy and looking at what the company wants to achieve, it could be addressing the talent shortage, trying to find and retain workers. It could be how do you navigate and handle the supply chain that affect procurement? This could be rising costs. How do we manage that? The materials, goods, fuel. How do we grow in an area where there's so much global conflict when the economic damage is coming from the global conflict? So I go back to what i said earlier it's that first step is to get all of your leaders in a room define that growth strategy and how it affects your bottom line. And then one by one with each one of those areas, you're plugging, okay, how does DEI affect? Does it mean that we do need to work with more diverse suppliers? So how do we do that? Is it training? Is it forming you know, these partnerships? Is it making sure that we have work that aligns with those diverse suppliers on each of our projects? So it's pinpointing each one of your primary goals in your growth strategy, and then asking the question, how does DEI affect this goal? Because it's all integrated. It's all connected.
0: In the spirit of inclusion, you mentioned getting all your leaders together in the room. Is there reason or value in having additional partners engaged around DEI efforts?
1: I, I think so. You can't operate in, in a vacuum. And so it, it definitely is, it's your leadership to, to start. And once, you know, you get your leadership together, you may even realize, hey, we're not as diverse at this level at the C-suite as we need to be. So I think it's always good to, to be inclusive. There may be some young professionals within the firm, you may have a diverse group within the firm that you may want to do some sort of listening session with, or you may have some sort of survey that you can get their insight on on their perceptions of the company, their perceptions of areas that need to be strengthened. You may be pleasantly surprised. And so I think that's a really good point, Katie, when you're developing that program, especially if the leadership is not as diverse and you don't have as many differing perspectives, there's nothing at all um, wrong with opening up some of that discussion to groups within the company.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big lesson learned, right, is, is sometimes when you're trying to achieve certain levels of diversity or an inclusion or a sense of belonging at your firm and you've got a group that kind of already feels established in that, the minority or the outliers, those that are going to be directly impacted by your policies, you might have blinders around what's important to them, right? So I think we've always been a big advocate to at least seek input from those parties as you're developing those types of strategies. And certainly as you get into setting those policies, how is it going to impact the individuals that you're really trying to attract or retain or helping them feel included so that your policies don't work against it and counteract what you're intending to do?
1: No, I, I agree 100%. And even if it's not around developing the strategy, maybe it's, maybe it's making sure that your project teams are done. I was reading a, a study the other day that said when at least one member of a project team has traits that are in common with the end user or with your client, that entire team understands the user. Just being very intentional about making sure that your team's your internal research, your feedback has perspectives from a diverse group of people, has positive outcomes and results for the business as a well. And
0: on the topic of teams, let's take it a step further. Let's talk a little bit about. One of the other gaps that also comes out of DEI is really around communication, internal communication, external communication, and it stems from where I sit. What I've seen is these initiatives, they're set at the high level. They come down from leadership and then they're either put in charge by HR or maybe marketing has a part of it. And those two groups don't often use the same terminology. Maybe they don't use the same metrics that they're looking for, and they have different ways about going about things, but they're often put together to work as a team. But there's miscommunication, there's gaps in understanding that happens there, and ineffective standards for measuring the DEI initiatives, and these organizations get tripped up there. So what is your advice for our listeners in terms of Getting everybody on the same page. What's the universal language around DEI? What are the metrics you should be looking at that matter? And then how do you build the right team to champion that program within your organization?
1: Yes, I agree that oftentimes your human resources group or your people management team and your marketing team often have to come together or they are often given different aspects of a DEI program. And again, once again, it always goes back to that comp- the company's overall strategy. Oftentimes when you have different functions and departments carrying out tactics, if you would, or policing policies... It's very helpful for them to see how those tactics and policies actually ladder back up to the strategy. Whenever I would work with companies and, and teams, we always would have sort of a what I like to call a plan on a page, where you've got the the firm's overall strategy, you know what it is that the company is trying to achieve, and you everyone can see how their individual role ladders back up to that. But when marketing and um, and HR often come together. Some of the things that they definitely should be looking at and trying to measure, because what gets measured gets done is what everybody says, is looking at the hiring. How diverse is their applicant pool and how diverse is the hiring panel? The people who are actually talking with candidates and reaching out to them, those are things that both groups should be looking at. And from a marketing standpoint, when the marketers are actually trying to position and promote the firm, how does that do it from a standpoint of diverse applicants? Does it look like the type of place that I would thrive in? What really are the values and what's the vision of the company and that sort of thing? So trying to communicate those things externally to potential candidates is really an area where both HR and marketing have to come together. In terms of measuring both groups should be looking at retention, looking at, okay, what is the employee turnover? Is there a way that we can pinpoint problem areas so that we can reduce turnover? And sometimes that comes from, again, just those internal employee engagement surveys and actually encouraging you know the staff to give you feedback. Another area to look at is just in terms of, of advancement is, are there Employees from diverse backgrounds actually climbing the ladder within the organization. On the HR side, they that's something that HR often looks at in terms of development and trying to, to help um, employees progress. On the marketing side, that's an area to celebrate and to celebrate and to promote internally and externally the diverse groups of people that are progressing within the firm. So there are a lot of different areas that can be measured. And with each one, there's a role for HR. There's a role for marketing as well. But those measurements might be different
0: from firm to firm, right? Just depending on what goal you're trying to achieve with your initiative.
1: Yeah, yep. absolutely. And, and they may be, but it is definitely a team effort. And it's not just, I know we're talking about those two groups, marketing and, and communications. It's, you have to keep the conversation going throughout the organization with, with leadership, with your different business units. It is, again, it is. It is embedded in the overall strategy of the company. It is a foundation for growth, and so keeping that conversation going and as a topic throughout the firm, it just, it, it, I think, it's integrated, and it, it makes folks realize that it's not just a, it's not just a, a single activity that we're going to do. It's embedded in all that we do.
0: Yeah, it's not a one and done check the box activity. It's not a quick update to the hr manual it becomes part of the culture part of your corporate pillars it it really becomes ingrained in anything and everything you do and like you mentioned as you go through your five-year strategic plan you're looking at every uh goal that you have for the firm and asking yourself how does dei play into it Mm -hmm. and what are we going to do there and how does it impact different things and and that's something that you continue to do Moving forward, it's never-ending, right? It's the never-ending story.
1: That's right. And it it becomes, if we talk about DEI's strategy, it's also a mindset. And so as you're looking at different areas of the company and you're looking at how they can be improved, how they can grow, almost always there's going to be a DEI component there. And it's just because you're so much better with um, diversity of of thought and perspectives and, and people and those companies that have mastered it understand that. And they they understand it's it becomes a mindset and a way of life for that company in terms of their growth and their own advancement.
0: Donnie, this has been such a great conversation. I always appreciate your thoughtful perspective and advice here. I hope our our listeners have enjoyed it. I recently read a SHRM article, SHRM, the Society for HR Professionals. But I read this article, and what really stood out to me about this topic of, of diversity is that through all of their research, what they were reporting on is that. Diversity isn't what drives outcomes at organizations, but it's often what so many organizations focus on and monitor. And I don't know if that's part of just the applicant process, or maybe it's just part of the employer experience there where they're tracking people in terms of their categories and in the boxes that they check. But their research did show that those organizations that had a supportive culture, one that was inclusive and really focused on that was head and shoulders going further and beyond with their DEI success. And so all of those organizations with a culture of inclusion found that the diversity and the equity piece often followed suit. And so in reality, what the Sherm article was really reporting on is that inclusion should be your goal and then diversity becomes the result of achieving that goal. And I'd love for you to maybe Share your perspective on that, those research findings and that ideology.
1: I'll have to read that article. It sounds like a great article. I, I could not agree more. Inclusion is, it's one of the cornerstones, I think, of having a DI program. One thing that I find interesting is that I'm seeing companies are beginning to add another component to DEI and it's belonging. And so there there are some companies that are, are using DEIB as the name of their program because it's diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging. And that when you have employees that feel like they belong, they feel like they are heard, they feel like they're seen, they feel like they are valued. Again, it's a direct correlation in, to productivity, to engagement, to retention, to all those types of things that you you want uh, for your company. Yes, inclusion and belonging is a foundation. And when your employees have that feeling and they believe it and they see it, it definitely adds to the strength of the organization's workforce.
0: I think this has been really great. Anyone out there who is wanting to learn more about DEI and setting a DEI strategy for sustainable growth. I would love to personally invite you to join us, join the SmartG's team for our upcoming SmartWin webinar, DEI for Growth. And again, Danya is going to be speaking all about DEI for Growth, sharing some research findings, sharing some best practices that AEC firms, large and small, singular location, multi location firms can use to really set a DEI strategic advantage. You can find out all the details about that event through our social media pages at SmartAges, or you can also go to our website at smartagescom webinars, and you can get all the great details there. Donnie, I don't know if you might wanna share a few other tips on what they can come to expect as participants in that webinar.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We we talked about some of those things today, just the difference between strategy and policy and how to get that set up in your organization, just finding out also how how DEI is going to can be used to have greater access to talent and retention, clients and buyers, how it can enhance a company's reputation and brand and just a host of of Just a a host of positive things that set the business case for why DEI makes sense at your company.
0: All great things. And then as we continue this season of the podcast, we have been fortunate enough to interview some really groundbreaking trailblazers in the industry. And so I do hope that you all will tune in for some upcoming episodes. That's it from me and the team at SmartGs and the AEC Marketing for Principals. Thanks for everybody for joining us.